0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 153. How to Become an Early Riser, part one of part two by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. And I'm your narrator, Dr. Neil. Welcome to another edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I read some of the best blogs covering health and fitness, just like an audiobook. And if you didn't know, this is one of four podcasts where we read blogs to you. There's also Optimal Living Daily, where my brother reads to you posts about personal development, there's Optimal Finance Daily, which has some great tips to get out of debt and make more money, and Optimal Startup Daily for entrepreneurs, freelancers, and anyone interested in having their own business. Definitely check those podcasts out if you like the format of this show. Ah, becoming an early riser. How perfect could the timing of this be? The morning after Valentine's Day. Now, today's post is actually sort of a continuation. A couple of weeks back, I read a post from Steve Pevlina titled, How to Become an Early Riser. It was a popular post for him and brought him a lot of traffic, so he decided to add a part two. And when I read the first part, that was episode 138, I asked if you'd want to hear part two, and we had a bunch of people say that they really wanted to hear it. So today, I'm going to start that article, which is part two, but it's a little on the long side, so I'm actually going to break it up between today and tomorrow. So this is basically part one of part two, if that makes any sense. If not don't worry about it, just keep listening and it should all make sense. The one thing I would suggest is if you're new here and you haven't heard episode 138 just yet, definitely go back and listen to that first. Other than that, let's hear the first part of part two as we optimize your life. How to Become an Early Riser, part one of part two by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. My last post on how to become an early riser obviously struck a chord with many people. That post has generated more links than I can count, sending more new traffic to this site than any other post or article I've written. And the traffic logs indicate that the surge was decentralized, which means it's not attributable to a mention in any one major source. You can get an idea of what that post did for stevepavlina.com's traffic at Alexa. A while back, I did a Google search on how to become an early riser, in quotes it returns zero results. Now, it has over 40,000 results. Okay, so this was an insta but why? Getting up early is a relatively benign topic, isn't it? At least I thought it was at the time I posted it. Since this appears to be a topic of interest, even though I don't fully understand why, I figured I'd do a follow-up post to add some more detail. First, on the subject of going to bed when you're sleepy, to do this correctly requires a mixture of awareness and common sense. If you're doing stimulating activities before bed, you'll be able to stay up later and stave off sleepiness for a while. In college, I used to participate in poker games that went until dawn, and then we'd often go out to breakfast afterwards. I can easily stay up later than my normal range of bedtimes if I work, go out with friends, or do other stimulating activities. But this isn't what I meant by noticing when you're sleepy. I mentioned the test of not being able to read more than a couple of pages of text without losing concentration. This doesn't mean waiting until you're about to drop from exhaustion. The onset of sleepiness I'm referring to is when your brain starts releasing hormones to knock you out. This is different from just being tired. You actually feel yourself getting drowsy. But in order for this to happen, you need to create the right conditions for it to occur. This means giving yourself some downtime before bedtime. I find that reading is a great way to wind down before bed. Some people say reading in bed is a bad idea, that you should only sleep in bed. I've never had a problem with it, though, since when I'm too sleepy to keep reading, I can just put the book down and go to sleep. But read in a chair if you prefer. Another test you can use is this. Ask yourself, if I were to go to bed now, how quickly could I fall asleep? If you think it would take more than 15 minutes to fall asleep, I say go ahead and stay up. Once you set a fixed awakening time, it may be a bit of practice to hone in on the right range of bedtimes for you. In the beginning, you may see some huge oscillations, staying awake too late one night and going to bed too early another night. But eventually, you'll get a feel for when you can go to bed and fall asleep right away while allowing yourself to wake up refreshed the next day. As a fail-safe to keep yourself from staying up too late, give yourself a bedtime deadline. And even if you aren't totally sleepy, go to bed by that time no matter what. I have a good idea of the minimum amount of sleep I need. Six and a half hours per night is sustainable for me, but I can do five hours in a pinch and be okay as long as I don't do it every night. The maximum I ever sleep is seven and a half hours. Before I started waking up at a fixed time each morning, I'd often sleep eight to nine hours, sometimes even 10 hours if I was really tired. If you consume caffeine during the day, it's likely to mess with your sleep cycles. So the original post assumes you aren't drugging yourself to stay awake. If you're addicted to caffeine, then break the addiction first. Don't expect natural sleepiness to occur at the right time if you're screwing with your brain chemistry. The idea of the original post was to explain how to develop the habit of arising early. So the advice is geared towards creating the habit. Once the habit is established, it runs more subconsciously. You can be doing stimulating activities like work or playing video games, and you'll just know when it's time for you to go to bed, even though it may be a different time each night. The sleepiness test is important for developing the habit. But subtler signals will take over afterwards. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, How to Become an Early Riser, part two by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you to everyone who commented on the original podcast episode at our website, oldpodcast.com, asking to hear this episode. I'm reading this for you. And I'll wrap it up on tomorrow's show. Now, Steve is definitely right about the caffeine component. For some of you, you could have a cup of plain coffee an hour before bed and have no problem falling asleep. This is where you'll just need to figure out what best suits you. For me, I know basically any coffee after like 2 p.m., I'm up. So I know to definitely stop before then. Just a reminder, if you like the format of this show, check out Optimal Living Daily to learn more about habit building, minimalism, mindfulness, productivity, and lots more. It's actually hosted by my brother. Tune into Optimal Finance Daily to learn more about personal money management in non-technical terms. And don't forget about Optimal Startup Daily if you have your own business or are interested in starting one. Now, as promised, I'll be back on tomorrow's show to finish up this post. So I'll see you there, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs,